It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, Mooka, Rich, bringing the bull. What's up, guys? Same as always, man. Same as always. Yeah. What's up with you? Um, not much. It's Monday. Go back to work tomorrow. Keeping be off for six most days. of a week. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you decided to start smoking cigars at work yet, or is that still? Uh... Um, I did a couple times. Um, what in the last couple weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing, the the problem with that is, I, I uh, when I've thought about it. I end up getting busy doing shit. <laughs> yep. And, and then I forget about it. That's <laughs> the story of everything. Yeah. And it's funny you say that, man, because people, when I, like, when I used to work in a cigar shop, I used to smoke multiple cigars a day, right? But you actually never smoked any cigars, if that makes sense. Because you sort of had something lit. Yes. That would go out and then you'd have to relight it and then go out and then relight. So really, you, and this is why I always say, man, I, we've talked about this. I'm, I'm big on if I'm going to smoke a cigar, when I sit down and smoke a cigar. So I get it. I get it. That's fair. Were there cigars that you didn't typically go for, but that were, like, good to relight? Do you know what I mean? You were like, yeah. this is okay when I sit down and enjoy it, but, man, when I have to relight it, this one does not suck. Uh, so, it was... It's normally the, it's normally, uh, the other way. It's right. Damn Mike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I found, like... Jaime Garcia's would relight pretty well. So if I had to be up and down, I would smoke those or like a Curavari, something, you know, something like that at the time. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly um, good stuff, though. That's not, very that's not good just cigar. junk, so that's pretty cool. So, yeah, and, and the reason was relighting them didn't necessarily kill the cigar, if that makes sense. So... That's, I, yeah, that's I what I was kind of wondering have. about because I, I have literally never thought about that in my life before. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it just struck me as this is probably a thing that exists. Oh, yeah. And it's like, look at it, man. It's like um, even at, you know, IPCPR or, or uh, what the hell is the other one called? TPE. Um, or even, even when I'm out on the road visiting shops, I would rather the guy not smoke the cigar if like you're trying to get into a new account right 
I would rather him save the cigar for a time when he can sit down and actually smoke it and give it a fair chance versus, oh, I'll light this up while you guys are here, but every two seconds I got to get up and go help a customer. Answer yeah. the phone or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, when it's, if it's an existing customer, whatever, they know the deal. They know the cigar. But if you're trying to get it into somebody's shop or whatever and they're trying it for the first time, you would, you really don't want them to. And you definitely, like, if I'm like, here's a Connecticut and the guy's like, yeah, I'm three padrones in already today. Like, don't smoke this right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Weird. It doesn't taste like, like anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> why i smoke the nika rusticas you can you can relight them anytime sure can <laughs> is that really like the thing that that is good for for those uh it's i mean i don't think it's good for anything but yeah <laughs> it uh they taste the same nice so yep. <laughs> if if you need a cigar that can go out <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's the right thing, though. So it makes sense. Yeah. I've clearly never found myself in the situation before, but maybe someday I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta know this shit. Yeah. So. It All is right. Well, we're coming up surreal. on the end of a year. <laughs> yeah. Another year. 2020 is about to end. Are you wiser? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Mo is. Oh, yeah. Learned a lot this year. What sorts of things did you learn? We're not going to get into it, Cal. (laughs) But you just learn a lot. It's fair. This is the type of, uh, I, I think that unless your life didn't change much, which for some people it really didn't, right? Um, but I think that it, it was, if you took the time and were put in a situation where you had to adjust for this new normal or whatever you want to call it, uh, there were a lot of lessons to be learned, man. You learned a lot about not only yourself, but uh, people around you. Um, and so uh, it was interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting year. So we'll see. Yeah. How about you, Kyle? You learned anything this year? Uh, I learned that I certainly prefer working from home. When that's an option. So that's a good thing. So um, you, real quick, you don't miss, and think about this before I, before you answer it, because this is, is your next word going to be people. No, no. Definitely, oh, okay. Fuck, absolutely okay, good. Fucking not. Uh, but no, you don't miss like that. Like I have trouble sitting in one, like one place all the time. I find that extremely boring. I enjoy getting out and whatever. The the lack of a change of scenery, and Drew, obviously you've been going into work since the pandemic started, so this doesn't apply to you, but yeah. 
you don't miss going in. Like, I get the office shit. I get all that. But just even the act of getting out, getting up, going to something, you don't miss that, huh? Uh, no. I mean, I miss it in other ways. Work okay. is not the thing that I would miss. But I miss mm-hmm. being able to go places, right? Right. My The change of scenery that you're describing for me is more like, you know, go to the cigar lounge or go to a restaurant with some friends or something mm-hmm. like that. It's not, mm-hmm. work just isn't that for me. Right. Um, so do I miss that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody does who yeah. hasn't been able to do it. Um, so, yes. So let me, okay, sorry, go ahead, Kyle. You had another. No. You were adding on to that question. No, it's all good. You you were gonna go somewhere. Go no, there. no, 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 man. Go ahead. Um, I don't, I don't remember where I was going. So, uh, I I learned. I don't know. I, I got back into books a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. which is good. I learned a lot about a lot of stuff from books. Mm-hmm. Um, when life gets busy, that's one of the things that takes a back seat for <laughs> me, and I shouldn't let it take a back seat because I enjoy it. So that was a good change again this year, and I intend to keep that going forward again. Um, But I don't know. Overall, I I learned that there's a lot that we can deal with if you're smart about it, and there's a lot that you can fuck up if you're an idiot. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's my 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah. Are you out smoking in the uh, he shed? <laughs> no, I was earlier, <laughs> but man, it's cold. Your your blind review tonight? Yeah, I did that. How'd it go? I I can't say because the, the 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 guys might listen before they do theirs. Doubtful, but yeah, it's possible. <laughs> There's it's a, possible. Yeah, I I don't want to have any chance to influence sure uh, the other guys at all. Okay, let me um, ask: Did you know what it was? Or do you have an idea of what it is or who made it? No, I don't on this one. Oh, okay. Interesting. There's a lot of stuff that's going that way these days. It used to be that I I could figure a lot of stuff out because I used to do a lot more chasing new stuff. Like, hey, there's a new thing. Let me try it. Right. But I don't do that as much anymore. So sometimes we have old stuff in the blind reviews. uh, A a reasonably large amount of the time it's new stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And I kind of like just that being my first experience with a lot of cigars. Sure. You don't come into it thinking, oh, I can taste what this is, or I can figure out what it is. It's like legit blind. Right. Which is cool. Sure. So. Nope, don't have much of a thought on this one. Sometimes I still clearly pick it out. Sometimes I'm wrong. That's the way it goes. Right. Yeah. You guys smoking? I am. No. Tina, Connecticut. All right. What size? Uh, rustic. 5 by 52. Nice. Yeah. Um, so you touched on something right now. I know we've talked about it, but it's it's not getting... Maybe it'll never change. I don't know. But I, I, I believe the cigar industry did a massive disservice to itself by 
constantly bringing out new stuff. Hmm. Yeah. All the time. Um. The danger in, in luck, man. See, okay. What, what's your people that chase? What's new? What's new? What's new? There is an identity that they have and that they've cultivated for themselves by always being on the forefront of trying new things, right? Mm -hmm. So you have this segment of the consumer base that that is who they are. I always have the new stuff. I always get the new stuff. And, and there's that, right? Yep. Not necessarily brand loyal. Um, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think you have both, right? I think you have the, the people that try everything new. And I think you have the people that try everything new from like the five or six brands that they really like. Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, th there's further, you know, like divisions you can make within each segment that I'm kind of talking about, but I, I'm just trying to kind of get like a general overview. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. And then you guys can fill in the blanks from there. Uh, um, then you have like the people that, use a brand to identify themselves. I mean, you have that. You have oh, yeah. the guys that, that, you know, they'll call themselves Davidoff this or, you know, Opus this on social media. And, and, and they use like a brand to define or, or give themselves some sort of identity. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. which, uh, whatever. Okay. Um, then you have your people that, are stalwarts that just listen, man, I knew, not knew, I don't give a shit. If I like this cigar, I'm going to smoke it type of people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so new product coming out every week or every day doesn't necessarily is not necessarily going to, uh, impact what those guys are doing. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Your, your Macanudo old man is not buying the new stuff. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a shit what Crown Heads just came out with, or Patina came out with, or Warped came out with. That guy don't have a fucking clue. Okay, man, I, I identify more with that guy every year. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's getting there. I'm starting uh, to understand him. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm starting to get where he's coming from. But and then you have your people, like you said, that they'll chase new stuff, but it's got to be one or you know, one, it's got to be out of two or three brands, right? And that's pretty much what they're going to chase. And then you have your people that are constantly chasing new stuff. Now, as a smaller company and is being considered, quote-unquote, boutique, the majority of people that are going to smoke patina are those people, right? So, like... Mm -hmm. When you have the smaller companies continuously coming out with new things, and I've said this before, it cannibalizes and only hurts the other small brand. <laughs> okay. It's not, you know, affecting Davidoff Harry on Instagram, right? It's not like, you know, uh, the dude at the cigar shop that only buys Romeo 1875. You are cannibalizing the business of the of the brands that are considered in your realm right yeah and i just and that's why like i'm trying to get patina more like 
not considered that way. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to be, yeah, it's a small company, but it's not, it's not boutique. It's not, this guy comes out with new stuff every week. You know what I mean? Like you, and, and if I'm a retailer, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, there's a consistency in the product offerings and I don't got to chase shit. I mean, there's good and bad to that, right? I get it. You want to be able to have the new stuff for the people that want that stuff. But there's also got to be points given for the people that aren't going to stick you with a bunch of new stuff all the time and tell you to sell and say, well, you can't get X, Y, and Z unless you buy ABC. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's really, it's a weird time right now for, and again, because I haven't been able to really be on the road, you're more relying on, you're not relying on yourself to be able to go out and make things happen as much. You're relying on other, uh, other factors. So it's very frustrating. And so I guess I'm just kind of venting, but I don't know, man. It, I just feel like there, there's a massive disservice um, in that regard. Hang on, guys. Um, and it, wouldn't that wouldn't that be a good thing though? Isn't that smart business to take out the other people? Cal, where did Mo go? He um, said, "Hang on," but yeah, that was kind of my thought too. As, as Mo was talking through that, is the incentive. Right is for my business to succeed. Yeah. The incentive is not for the industry, my business to do good things for the industry. I get that. So yeah. that's I where that. I think you're going to keep seeing the limiteds and the, the stuff that stays on the shelves already, like Oliva Siri V. That's If I need to direct somebody to a cigar that they can smoke every day, here's your Siri V. You know, those kinds of things, right? right. There's, there's dozens right. of those. So breaking into that group is really, really hard. And I think that's one of the reasons you see people shove so hard on the limited is because it, it, it's for them, but it's not for the industry. Yeah. And, and I guess one, one other thought on that is that everywhere that talks about a lot of like cigar news, cigar information, cigar, cigar media, as you would say it, is mostly about new stuff, right? They're releasing right. this new cigar. We're reviewing this new cigar, mm-hmm. um, which feeds the industry hype train. Right. So if you're worried about it from an industry perspective, that's the group that is, is probably uh, more likely to be causing some of this than the manufacturers who are just going to make a thing that it sells, right? I'm going to make sure. it sells. Sure. So if we all start to become core people, core line people, uh, they're going to make more and better core lines. Right. Yeah, no, I look at I hundred percent get what you guys are saying. I'm not saying it needs to change. I'm not saying it's going to change. I'm yeah. just saying that's where we find ourselves. And and it's gotta be hard to be a new brand coming into that. Yeah, it's not easy. And then it hasn't gotten easier. It's probably gotten harder. Yeah, def- definitely I would say. Yeah. Not not being all the travel and all. Yeah, because that, for that sure. was your that was your way to bridge that gap. Well, and with how new you are, I mean, you're pretty much riding on relationships through this, and that's what we've seen at right. even our company. Um, mm-hmm. 
you, you can tell the salesmen that we have that have really good relationships with their customers right. because we're growing exponentially in those territories. And you can mm-hmm. tell the ones that do not because <laughs> they're not growing. Right. Um, I mean, we've seen we've seen, seen some ridiculous amount of growth in some of our territories this year, even with, you know, lockdowns and all that. But, I mean, customers are still coming to the familiar and going, hey, we like you. We're going to support you. <laughs> We're buying shit from you. So... Yeah, but being new and not having those relationships yet and those ties, uh, yeah, that's got to suck. You haven't, you haven't had the time to to get to build that yet. And I feel like some of the people that have made pretty strong progress this year are people whose names were already recognized to a pretty reasonable degree. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm doesn't necessarily mean they were completely killing it before or anything, but right. I think the name recognition has been... 100%. Getting it yeah. set up ahead of time was important so that you could mm-hmm. make the strides this year. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Very good points. I don't know, just a thought. That said, I got more, more patina boxes than anything else in my human... Midor, I, <laughs> I would absolutely recommend that everybody else do the same. Damn yeah, right. Well, yeah. It's just an uh, interesting time. Interesting yeah. Time. But yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to getting back on the road hopefully sometime in, in 2021 and preferably sooner rather than later. What do you think the odds are on like a PCA 2021 show? It's going to be weird, man, because I think TPE as of right now is scheduled for May. Oh, that's close. And, yeah. yeah. And then PCA is whenever that's going to be. So, um, I think they're going to do it. I, I, I really do. I, I think, Unless there's a major setback between now and in the spring, I think the shows will happen. The show will go on. The show will go on. Uh, I think that the majority of the cigar industry has has moved on from COVID, to be honest with you, for better or worse, right or wrong. Um, you know... Uh, yeah, so I think that it would take a massive setback for it not to not to happen. But man, TPE in May and then mm-hmm. PCA in July—that's gonna that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, if if they're gonna happen, I'll be doing both. Um, but yeah, that, that's, I don't know how that's going to work, but you got to be there. I can't imagine anybody's going to go to PCA given the choice of the two. Yeah, I don't know. Time will tell. I mean, unless, look at, 
if if cigar shops don't start getting back to normal until April, let's just say theoretically, right, where you've had a solid amount of uh, vaccine distribution, that people are taking it, um, they have a better handle on the virus, uh, this new strain that they magically just fucking found um, is not, you know, beyond what the current vaccine could do and, and all of that. So assuming all goes decently, you're past the winter period where, you know, cases have been up. Cigar shops are getting back to normal, but that doesn't happen until March or April. I don't know if retailers are going to jump on the chance that are just going to leave that if things are just starting to pick up. I don't know. And they might just say, you know what, there's PCA in July. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Well, a lot we of them discovered in 2020 that nobody really needed it. So, needed what? The shows. Mm. Yeah. A lot of them won't have the money necessarily to even attend to. I mean, like you said, they're just starting. They're just starting to get kind of back rolling. Sales will start to kind of climb for them as things open up. So a lot of those shops are not going to have the uh, the extra cash flow to be pouring into a to a show and all too. So I think I think that's geographically specific as well as look, man. This whole ordeal has created a larger wedge from from the haves and the have-nots, for lack of a better cliche. Right. And that goes for the cigar industry too. not only brands, but retailers. And there are some retailers, man, that are just absolutely fucking killing it right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, but I definitely get what you're saying. And for some guys, yeah, obviously business is down quite a bit. But the cigars consumers resilient, man. They'll figure out a way to smoke their cigars. Even oh, if yeah. you know. I was talking to a cold weather retailer yesterday and he was saying that uh, he's got guys, yeah, they're not staying in the lounge, but they're coming in, they're picking up their cigars and they've they've got themselves like these personal tents and they got a heater and they put it in there and that's where they smoke now. Yeah. I saw a lot of those this year. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, yep, they find a way. The the weird part of the resilience, right? I think about a lot of industries, right? Restaurants are a good example. There's a bunch of restaurants that are going to close because they got super unfortunate and got dicked over, mm-hmm. right? But in the end, there's a bunch of restaurants that are going to open after all this is done to take yes. their place. It's going to be different people. It might be more chain stuff, right? Like it's, it's not going to be equitable. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying there will be a restaurant in a lot of those places. Again, if a cigar shop closes based on regulations, you may not have a cigar shop there again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's the part that I really don't like about it, that I'm, that 
worries me a little bit is that mm -hmm. it's not like there's an infinite number of permits for these things like there basically are for other businesses. And yeah, and again, that depends on where you're at, whether you're oh, yeah. going to allow, allow smoking indoors. Yep. Um, and, you know, whether it's got to be a standalone or it could be in a strip mall. So each locale is, locality is different in that regard. Um, but I truly believe, man, that the cigar shop boom is not over. I think uh, you're still going to get a lot more. I really do. Maybe by you. Well, you guys have a cap, so that's a little different. Yeah, we can't open anymore. No. You got to either have a license or use someone's existing license. Yeah. So. So it's more of a worry for me than other people, but other, other places right. have similar issues. Sure. Yeah, like here, you got to be standalone. And, you know, uh, that's a barrier to entry, not... Not everybody could either afford to lease a standalone building or buy one, plus then make it a cigar shop or, um, you know, unless one's for sale. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't see that. Yeah. But. Well, what were the, the parts of, of I, I had touched on this for me earlier, but I'm curious for you guys. What are the parts of, of 2020? that you're going to take forward and say, this was a good thing that I'm going to keep for myself. Patina Maduro. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> it's not a bad one. Uh, for me, reading. I started reading a lot more again, which was nice, like you, Kyle. Um, what kind of stuff? Oh, mostly financial stuff. Yeah. That's usually what I, or historical, nonfiction. Um, but yeah, mostly financial, economic stuff. That's what I enjoy. So yeah. No Harry Potter or anything for me. <laughs> Not that you'll admit. No, although mm. I'm a big fan of the Lord of the Rings endings, according to you guys. <laughs> Whatever that means. Just keep them coming. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Potter. I think that's definitely. <laughs> you, you, you should be a Harry Potter guy. Yeah. Shock us and read them. <laughs> hey, you stay oh, locked yeah. down much longer and you might become a Harry Potter guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might. Ran out of shit to read. I'm, I'm on to Harry Potter. <laughs> right. What about you, Drufus? Um, I, I've been working the whole time. I haven't, I haven't been able to gain anything new. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't like tried anything all year when you haven't been going places. Sometimes. No, it's it's been really been the out. same. It it changed it. It it really never changed here for me. Uh, I mean. I know we've we've talked about it, but okay, I can't go uh, there for a little while. I couldn't go to a movie theater if I wanted to. I I still haven't. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't I don't know what else. I mean, nothing's really changed here. I guess I didn't do a whole lot of shit before. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real answer. Yeah. So not much. I mean, 
restaurants and stuff are open. You can go in and get takeout food. You can you can mm. sit down in a lot of restaurants here and stuff between certain hours and whatnot now. So, I mean, even for work for me, even like, you know, deep in COVID, uh, the first couple of months or whatever, it was, it was just the same for me. I mean, I went to work. Granted, there were some changes, but went to work, came back home, <laughs> podcasted <laughs> with you guys. Drew's <laughs> already living the life. There's just nothing else I do. I mean, yeah, that's what have, that's what I would have already done anyways. There's no Schwarzenegger movies came out this year, so I wouldn't have needed to go to the theater. <laughs> right. So I'm good. Does he have any more planned? Are there are there Schwarzenegger movies coming? I believe there are, but uh, I'm not positive. Uh, I know there was some stuff in the works, but like Man, uh, that guy's gonna be in movies. Right up until like the minute he dies. Uh, what? Yeah, he's at Clint Eastwood. Yeah, what's the? I heard rumors of a. Oh shit. He said he was game for it. I can't remember now. A sequel to something. I don't remember what it was, but he. Swartz, Schwarzenegger said he was game. Oh, come on. <laughs> king, king of sequels. <laughs> he will be back. Yeah. Again and again. Let's see if I can find what it was. So here here's something. Okay. So I had read that True, well, true Lies Two. Called, true Lies Two? Yeah. He said he would come back. Is Jamie Lee Curtis coming back too? I don't know. She could though. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, man. I listen. We can talk about Arnold. What about uh, no, 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 not Arnold, but uh, the um, Harrison Ford, the um, Indiana Jones. Yeah. There's another one coming. Yes. Good lord. That one supposedly. I don't know if they filmed or are filming or it's a done deal. But yeah, there's there's rumors that they're gonna kill him off. I mean, someday. I mean, in this Indiana Jones. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know. They're just going to slowly kill off all of his characters and everything he's been in. Yeah, that's true. Did you guys see that clip or hear that clip of Tom Cruise uh, going off on the people working on the set of Mission Impossible 7? Yes. <laughs> no. What was he doing? At I mean, he's batshit insane, but what was he doing? <laughs> Drew, go ahead, man. You, you can explain it. you funnier coming from you. It probably won't be. <sighs> he is batshit insane. So when I first heard it, I was like, this, <laughs> this motherfucker, come on. <laughs> but, so I did a little research. Mm-hmm. And and I understand he he's filming overseas, right? And he, I guess he's a producer or something on it, so he's got some yep. money tied up into it, which then makes more sense, right? Um, but I guess it's been shut down already once or twice for some COVID stuff. 
but and I, I understand where the guy's coming from, but he he definitely could have done it a little more professional. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get into that in a second, but go ahead. Pretty much he just lost it on the people. I guess they weren't keeping six feet apart is what I finally heard was what he went off on them for. They have to wear masks. They the, the, the crew all has to socially distance, and I guess they weren't staying six feet apart. And not necessarily from him, they weren't six feet apart maybe from each other. So I could I even think so. I could understand it more if it was six feet from him. But um, anyway, so he went off on him, Cal. And it was like a, I don't know, two, three-minute rant of him just <laughs> losing his shit on him. It was fucking classic. Oh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Regardless of what you think of, of COVID and the guidelines and all of this, it doesn't matter. This was fucking epic. And here's why. He he had some really – look at Drew. I get what you're saying. That was an old school rant. I think people are scared. Like I saw one comment where a lady was like, oh, my God, this cannot be tolerated. You cannot talk to people like that. Fuck off. Okay. This soft shit just neat. Look at the my favorite relationships professionally or even personally are we get whatever's off our chest and we move on and we and we are productive again. Okay, you don't need to sugarcoat stuff. That's how people hide shit. That's how people get fake. Just let it out, and we'll get over it. Apparently, you can't do that anymore. But anyway, so he went (laughs) off on these people. I think there's a level of respect that matters in there too, but go on. Yeah, no, within reason, right? Within reason. I get it. But so he, he had some good points. So he said, and listen, there's a lot of fucking people out there right now that don't have jobs. Okay. There's a lot of people in our industry, meaning Hollywood that don't have jobs right now. We are trying to get this movie done. So you motherfuckers can make money. And I think he actually did call him motherfucker. I think he did, too. If I, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, and so you could take money home and, and have a living and all of that. And that's what we're all trying to do. And if you fuck that up, that's not good for anybody. And I think that's a really good point, man. Like, look, dude. I don't care if you're in Hollywood, professional sports, any of that. Like, why would you do anything? I don't know if you guys saw the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, which they've, in my opinion, rightfully changed that name. Um, they, they just released one of their star players because the dude went to a fucking strip club, you know, with all this COVID stuff. And it's, is that why it, they released him? I didn't. I, didn't I, I believe so. That. I believe so. Yes. And it's like, dude, how are you going to jeopardize making millions of dollars for a fucking strip club? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Was that in the contract? Like, this will happen if you? No, I think they were trying to send a message. Who knows? I mean, Cal. Who, who knows? I mean, it could have been curious. It could have been an excuse, not the reason. Well, one of those deals. You never know. Sure. Um, but it, look. When you have literally millions of dollars on the line, yeah, dude, why would you jeopardize that, man? Why would you jeopardize your livelihood over acting stupid? 
I don't get that. So, yeah, maybe his delivery wasn't the best. I'm with you on that, Drew. But I, I get the message. Well, and if that's the if that's the rule for whoever you're working for, I mean, that's yeah. It doesn't matter what how you feel or think. If you don't if you don't like it, go elsewhere. <laughs> and actually, I think I agree. that he had he had mentioned in his rant something about that they had signed agreements and stuff like that that laid out how they had to act. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, you know, and and protocols to follow. So if they weren't following that, I. I mean, look, man. If let's say let's say this movie costs twenty million dollars to make, the dude's got five million of his money invested in it. I get it. I'd be pissed too. I just have a hard time taking anything he says seriously. I'll have to watch uh, this though. Forget the messenger. <laughs> oh, for sure, you have to stay, stay on messenger. <laughs> I don't know if I. Was he standing on a couch? Yeah, there was, there was motherfuckers. <laughs> Apparently they had multiple warnings before this, by the way. Yeah, that's what I thought they said, too. It, it yeah. rolls on. It's like a two-minute 20 rant. Mm-hmm. That's going to be up there with the Jim Mora playoffs rant when all this is said and done. It was that good. Mission Impossible 7. <laughs> <laughs> he should be more pissed at that than the COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of those fucking movies. <laughs> Cash cow. Yeah. Not our cow. <laughs> it's just like the limited edition stuff you were talking about before. <laughs> like, should we really make seven to twelve of this movie? Eh, no. Is it gonna be making money? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're in. I get it. Yeah, no, you can't hate that, man. The goal is you're you're not running a non for profit. I get it. <laughs> this is the problem with this stupid free market concept. <laughs> People can buy things they like. They like right. stupid shit. That's the problem. <laughs> but whatever. That's mm. right. Cow to to further things that I will take going forward. Um I will make a more conscious or continue like I've always supported like smaller restaurants or or local places, grocery stores, whatever convenience stores. But I will certainly after this year, make an even more concentrated effort to do that. No doubt about it. It's legit. Yeah. That'll definitely be something I'll, I'll take going forward. Even when I travel, you know, and it's mostly, for, for health reasons, because 
uh, I don't know. Like, I would typically stick to eating at chains on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, not always, especially like you go to Philly or New York, man, you're, you're not eating at chains. You're going to eat, <laughs> you're gonna eat like whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, I think even, even on the road, like, Hey man, you know, there's a really good local burger spot trying something like that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. I'm excited to someday uh, be able to to go to stores and not buy everything from Amazon for right. that same reason. So you haven't gone grocery shopping or anything since COVID started? No, nah, man. We get it delivered. Really? Yeah. Wow. Everything delivered? Yeah. I mean, it was 100 bucks for the year for our grocery store to deliver as much stuff as we want as long as we order 30 bucks at a time i'm gonna keep doing that <laughs> forever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every year it. we're signing up we- for this now yeah i get it it's like online ordering it's so simple so i'm doing that forever but well, let, let other stuff you- yeah no it's all it's all delivery well let me ask you this man i get being smart, limiting exposure and all of that. Do you ever fear that, that maybe you're too limited in your exposure? Like once you get back out into the world, you haven't been out in a while, maybe things that I can see you've been a hermit, but I mean, do you ever, do you ever like think about that? Like, man, shit, maybe I do need to at least be exposed to some stuff. I mean, we still go, uh, we like take walks and drive around and all that kind of shit. I do curbside pickup some places. I go places. Right. I talk to people. Right. Not some weird hermit yet. I mean, maybe in a couple of years, cause that's the way I'm going anyway. We're working right. on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Work in progress. But no, there's nothing. I, I don't feel like I've missed anything. Yeah. Look, I'm with you. My life has not materially changed outside of not traveling for work. I mean, honestly, I, I'm I'm not the exact you know, the most social of butterflies. Yeah, I'm not the but, person that walked into the store and was super happy to be there anyway. I was the person that walked over to the shit I wanted to buy, grabbed it, went to the register, and left. Right. So, whatever. Yeah, I get it. Like, would I be super concerned if I, like, walked into a store tomorrow and bought something? No, not necessarily. But why? Why bother? Yeah, they'll bring it to me. <laughs> king Kong. You're a king. Right. You're this, king. Is, this is how kings used to live. Why You're are we upset about majesty? it? majesty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're all fucking royalty. Why wouldn't you act this way? Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're right. It just depends who you are. Some people love that shit. I don't care about it, so that's fine. Yeah. So are you guys are you guys chicken wing fans? Do you guys like wings? You guys eat like you just like to eat chicken wings? Boneless. 
<laughs> I'm on Team Drew. Oh. <laughs> I love, love boneless wings. What do you guys eat off the fucking <laughs> menu? <laughs> Somebody else did the work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this conversation is pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'll eat it. I'll eat the other kind. I'll eat the normal kind. But man, yeah, bonus. I'm with you. Yeah, somebody else did all the work. Fuck that. That's like that's like if I offer, hey Mo, you want some crab? I've got this in a bowl over here that's already cracked, or this one here that you have to crack. No, I'm not doing the work. If they only have the one, sure. But. Otherwise, I don't understand you. Well, when uh, did you guys become some sort of like fucking? You know, what are you guys part of a monarchy? I don't I mean what. I don't understand you. Uh, <laughs> you you bone in wing people. <laughs> it does taste different. I'll give them that. I do think they win the the taste battle on the meat taste. Oh yeah. But I don't get wings for the taste of the meat. I get it for the taste of the sauce. Yeah. Smother those bad boys. Yeah. Put some sauce okay. all over it and then put some ranch all over it. Shit. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But okay, so let's get to sauces. What's your guys' preferred sauce? True. Um, it's a toss up. So I I do I like a like a spicy barbecue. Okay. Uh, depending on the the place, or uh, sure. but then I do like a half and half with some kind of like a like a garlic parmesan or parmesan garlic sauce of some sort. Mm-hmm. I like to dabble in both. So, like same place you get half and half. Yeah. Nice. Do you eat them back and forth? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Sorry, have to. <laughs> it's legit. Come on, Kyle. I'm team. I'm team honey barbecue. Yeah, those are good. We'll that, has, that. that has a place in a rotation. I'm a little bit of spice in there, a little bit of sweet in there. It's 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 an every occasion boneless wing. Okay. What about you? Uh, so depending on the place, but I actually. I'm with you guys on if I'm going to do a mix and match, I will usually do like a honey or spicy barbecue type deal. I like that. At Buffalo Wild Wings, I like their salt and vinegar like rub. It's yeah. not like necessarily a sauce. Pretty good. That one is good. But when it comes to heat, I when I was younger, I used to like the really hot stuff, but I don't anymore. I'm more of like a medium. And because, I don't know, man, I actually just like the taste. I don't, I'm not in it for like a, a challenge. Let's see how bad I can burn my <laughs> fucking mouth. I like, I like the heat as long as it has flavor. The, the issue now mm-hmm. is, as I'm fucking old, is my stomach <laughs> does not like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the piping. Yes. Right. So, so therefore I do not like it anymore. <laughs> right. Which, uh. Leans me back to the honey barbecue and garlic parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like like uh, what Asian zing that that style sauce, dude, I love it. 
It's great. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be out of commission for, you know, the next two hours. It's bad. <laughs> next day you get some extra Asians. I know. Old age is... <laughs> <laughs> It's not bad. kind on the esophagus. N- no. Yeah. Can't handle it anymore. And I don't like like stupid hot stuff. I want like I don't mind the heat as long as it has good flavor to the heat. Mm-hmm. But that's that's pretty rare that I'll I'll venture down that road when I'm when I'm feeling a little risky and there's a toilet nearby. Mm. <laughs> Oof. This is just like cigars, though. Yes, that's what I was going to bring it back to. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> I saw where you were going. <laughs> yep, I, I saw the light. <clears throat> there's a there's a lot of strength going around these days, and a lot of cigars, and in some occasions, it's it's alongside flavor, mm-hmm. and on other occasions, it's in place of flavor. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you know, I mean, look. We've talked about this where I still, I mean, I can't prove it. I am not a dietitian or a scientist of any sort to be able to draw conclusive evidence that there is a correlation between diet and the cigars you prefer to smoke. But I do think there is something to it. I really do. It's just how a palate works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... As I've gotten older, too, like most of the cigars that I enjoy are more of a, you know, medium to a little bit stronger, you know, um, but not like over the top, you know, but not flavorless either. So. Uh, but I just had wings yesterday, so it kind of got me thinking. Do, do you and Cal eat the same thing? Because you you smoke the same thing, similar, a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, actually, I think we do. (laughs) Burgers. (laughs) Fries. Boneless wings. Oh, wings. (laughs) You eat the kids' menu, I eat off the adults. Um, That's cool. I think I think I think bone-in wings are more for kids because they like to get in there and get messy. They think it's cool. And then when you grow up, you're like, fuck that. I'm eating this with a fork. No. <laughs> Which one's easier with, with the dentures out? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get in there and get all messy and then they give you the little wet wipe afterwards? No, oh, the best. That's when you know you had a good day. <laughs> Where'd you go? Or what'd you get Wingstop? Wing yeah. Wingstop yeah. is um I I hate yeah. to say it, they're better than Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, by, not even close. By far. Oh, absolutely. Wingstop is a fucking sleeper, man. Yeah. That place is good. So the reason I was gonna ask you guys too is I started getting my wings crispy. So like they're well done. And I just enjoy them a lot more. Hmm. They're fantastic. And they got a nice crunch to them. Now, the dangerous part is the if they're well done, the bones become a little bit more brittle. So you got to be careful on that. But 
then I started getting the sauce on the side, so then I could put as much sauce as I want on there. Yeah. Because sometimes they get a little too fucking friendly with that stuff, and then it just ends up completely ruining it. <laughs> more, the more sauce, the better. That's, yeah, but it's not always the case. <laughs> you know, if it, like, douses them, it's not enjoyable. I can see Less- that on a, on a bone-in wing. Mm-hmm. You can't handle the, the flavor. <laughs> yeah, I want fucking sauce everywhere. I bet. <laughs> yeah, it's like the uh, it in my mouth. Carl's Jr. commercial. When it comes What's to that? it's like the Carl's Jr. commercial when it comes to wings. Sauce doesn't get all over the place. It doesn't belong in your face. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> That's a real commercial, Mo. <laughs> I love it. That's the Drew remix. No, that's real. Carl's Jr. Dude, I, dude, I don't question you. No, Carl's Jr. is Hardee's, right? That's the same place? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Do you have Carl's Jr. by you, Drew, or is it Hardee's? Carl's Jr. It is Carl's Jr. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where the boundary is. I think it's the Mississippi. I have no Man, idea. I'm not joking. It probably is. <laughs> I really do. I think it is. We're very close to it. I wonder what made them decide, like, this is the area where we're calling it this, and this is the area where we're calling it this other thing. I I want to say we used to have Hardee's here, I mean, when I was a kid. But I think they got bought out or whatever by Carl's Jr. I don't know if it was a separate deal at the time. They got replaced by Carl's Jr. They have a gluttonous ass menu. That is a gluttonous fucking place. Oh, I fucking love it. (laughs) That's like Jack in the Box. You guys have Jack in the Box? Yeah. I don't think we do. I don't think so. Oh, Jack in the Box has tacos. They have, uh, I don't, burgers. They have fucking Mexican food. Uh, uh, What? I don't, whatever. Chicken wings. Hell yeah. Dude, I used to stop over there after the cigar shop when we'd leave at like midnight. Yeah. Stop for a little snack. Yeah, they would serve <laughs> uh they would serve like breakfast burritos yeah. all day. Yeah. And, uh, Their whole menu is all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breakfast burritos, breakfast sandwiches. It's like McDonald's, uh Taco Bell, uh <laughs> all crammed into one and a burger joint. McDonald's. <laughs> right. I don't fucking know. Yeah, and not and nothing particularly great, but no. nothing really bad either. Chinese, they have some like uh like rice <laughs> bowls. I'm not, I'm not kidding, they do. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd be that adventurous from Jack in the Box. I used to get those after working out or before. <laughs> it was like rice with some broccoli and some beef, like a broccoli yes, beef. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What do they just call up those food companies like Cisco, and they're like, "Hey, what do you got on sale today?" <laughs> Right. Send it over. It's weird. Everything is on the menu all the time. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's the fat person dream. Mm-hmm. But man, Hardee's, that two-third pound monster thick burger. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> burger. Go to town. Oh, man. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
We had a. I sent it to you guys. Old uh, Yogi. Yeah. You guys make it a point to stay up to watch the ball drop. I uh, make it a point to stay up until midnight, but not necessarily watch the ball drop. Really? You'll stay up that late, but then not watch it? No, I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> I mean, not not that I don't care, but I mean, no, that sounded like a dick thing to say. That's not what I meant. I just <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you. I don't give a fuck about that ball. Yeah, it's yeah. midnight is a like, stupid time to be awake. I'm going there. I'm with you. <laughs> so wait, Cal, so you don't... you're in bed before midnight? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Why would it be different from any other night? It's uh, an excuse to celebrate. <laughs> Celebrating and going to sleep are the same thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> The, the New Year's coming, whether I'm awake for it or not, that's the reality. Interesting. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy watching the calendar change. Yeah. There's something refreshing about it. When I wake up, it. it changed. Yeah, it's not the same. Uh, Fair enough. I don't necessarily care about the ball dropping, but I stay up to watch it. My ball drop is <laughs> my the equivalent of that for me is watching the calendar change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did your balls drop? Exactly midnight every year. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But no, I haven't celebrated New Year's in any real way for a very long time. Yeah. Your wife doesn't care? The kids? No, the kids are too small. Okay. My wife is on the same page. that For a lot of holidays, we don't necessarily celebrate them the way that other people do. Gotcha. Which is fine, right? Like, oh, yeah. you know, Christmas, we do it up, all that good stuff. Halloween, we had a great old time. But like our anniversary is coming up, right? Usually we just do that on a day that isn't our anniversary. Um, mostly because we end up traveling that day most years. And uh, Valentine's Day is a great holiday to celebrate uh, not on Valentine's Day. Absolutely. I agree with you there. If you do celebrate it on Valentine's Day, I actually do think there's something wrong with your approach. That's the only one where I think you're actually stupid if you celebrate it the way that they tell you to. The rest of them, do what you want. Valentine's Day is a weird one because... If you celebrate it the day or before or after, everything's half the price of what it is on the day. And not limited menu. Uh, yeah, limited packed. menu. I was going to say that. The fucking yeah. limited menu is absurd. That's the worst thing yeah, ever. It's showing up at your... for a shitty menu. Yeah, your favorite restaurant gets shit. Yes, yes. No, we always celebrate it uh, actually at home. That's been our tradition. We get some good steaks, we grill them at home, and we don't have to deal with anyone. <laughs> That's the way to do it. It's been great. Go to a restaurant anytime in the next week if you want to go out. It's directly better than going on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that limited menu yep. bullshit. 
So what do you guys, this is what I'd like to wrap up with. What's, are we, yeah, because we're not going, this is going to be our it? last podcast of 2020, right? This is it. So what are you guys looking forward <laughs> to? Till month 13. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys most looking forward to heading into, uh, heading into the new year? Podcast on the 4th. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> He's going big. <laughs> After that, it's fair game. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> see where see where inspiration takes us. Yeah. I don't know if what I'm. Uh, I don't know if what I'm looking forward to. Shit opening back up. Okay. Kind of being able to travel again, maybe. Yeah. I I mean, we uh, had plans to get up there and see you guys early in the year. Yeah, well, Kyle's not letting anybody near him just yet. No, I mean, last year, this year, this past year. Yeah, 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 I had plans to get up there, and that all fell through. Right. So, not just, like, travel, travel, but can't even do normal things, so. There you go. Yeah, some level of normalcy seems nice. Yeah. I agree with you. And then the other thing that I'm looking forward to, uh, it'll be a month of, of winter down, right? So only a little bit left comparatively, right? Right. <clears throat> a little bit of winter, and then we're into spring. You're not a fan of That's the winter, and you live to. in Wisconsin? Yeah, I was talking to my wife about this. I've become much less tolerant of the winter over time. Yeah, yeah. me too, man. I've lived in Wisconsin almost my entire life. And every year I just dislike the winter more. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do the winters up there, though. That's that's brutal. Mo, that one year I visited you in, what, March or something? And it was like, this is, this is fucking hell. It's February, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, terrible. It made me never want to visit Chicago again. <laughs> <laughs> At least not in the winter. I've come for the summer, maybe. God, it was terrible. The summers are generally so fucking perfect that you almost forget about this shit. I don't. It's really the only answer. I yeah. agree. I mean, look at man. I I've been all over the country. I know you guys have as well. There are some gorgeous places. Obviously, you can live in Southern California, and it's, you know, 70 and sunny every single day. And, you know, Texas has generally nice weather. Honestly, even Tulsa, by and large, is nice. Except, you know, it gets a little hot in the summers, but I don't mind that. Um, almost all year round, Florida, of course. But there is something magical about Midwest summers. I, I don't know what it is. It's just... To me, that is like, if I could bottle that up for 12 months a year, I'd take that. Yeah, it's the right combo of heat, humidity, everything. Yeah, Hmm. crazy. Weird. Hmm. Sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, the summer, I bet, is fine. The winter. Oh. Yeah, you get a bad winter. We it's tough. 
And not even like the snow and ice. I don't care about that. That's fine. I, I'm I'm a big snow fan actually. So it's just the brutal cold and wind. No, I lived in Colorado. We had snow. I you guys had more snow than we do, but dude, dude, it's the cold. If you look at can ski yeah, down our mountains. The cold is terrible. <laughs> the cold's but fucking look, terrible. Snow makes everything exponentially fucking harder. Oh, yeah. You got to go to the grocery store. Instead of it being like, I'm going to hop in the car, go to the grocery store and get it done. Now it's, I got to clean off the car if it sits outside. Then Mm -hmm. I got to drive 10 miles an hour because there's fucking snow and ice on the ground. So that 20-minute trip is now an hour and a half. Yeah. That sucks. Fuck that. (laughs) Snow. I don't mind the snow. The only people that like snow are the ones that don't have to live in it. Well, I wish we had more of it. Bro, when I lived in Tulsa, they shut down the schools when it snowed an inch and a half. I'll never forget it. I know. (laughs) I got a picture of the house that I lived in in Mississippi when I was teaching down there. Yeah. enough snow that you could still clearly see the grass, right? It was a literal dusting of snow. They shut everything down. Yeah, they just don't have the infrastructure to handle it. I mean, That one's so funny because it's not even an infrastructure thing. It's like, this is perfectly safe, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. We're just afraid of it. It's like people in San Diego with rain. That's like a foreign thing. They don't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> That's legit, too. I'm not making that up. <laughs> like, they can't drive. Like, I remember, man, I was on a project in San Diego back in my consulting days. It rained one day. I mean, you would have thought it was like two feet of snow on the ground. People don't know what to do with themselves. Mm, That's funny. Anything else? <sighs> closing out, I guess. closing out one year. We'll open a new one next week. Everything's going to be completely different. Oh, completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the show won't be. It'll be the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might the might actually be continues. might actually be worse next week even. <laughs> we are definitely down on a downward trajectory. That's because Danny's not on. I know. Well, and we haven't really actually prepped any topics for a while. Hell yeah! Does not help. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes we have our absolute best stuff when we don't prepare. Sometimes. No. Sometimes <laughs> we it's do like, not. Sometimes it's like yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh boys, leave you guys with leave us, <laughs> leave us with something. There is, there is this show that used to be on Stars Network called Counterpart. I don't yes. know if you guys have heard of this. Show. Hell yeah! All right. So in the first season, now mind you, this show was on in 2018. Okay, in the first season, there is. One of the dimensions, if you want to call it that. So it's it's basically, Drew, I don't know how you would set this up, but basically 
there are these two parallel universes or parallel dimensions that yeah. are next to each other that like for example there would be a mukau rich in this dimension and a mukau rich in another dimension right yeah same person but they're living different lives based on whatever okay um Anyway, so in one of the dimensions, they had some sort of epidemic or pandemic. I believe they called it a pandemic, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And everybody is wearing masks. They have criminalized if you go out in public and you're knowingly sick, you could face criminal uh, whatever. They have hygiene stations that people are like, wash their hair, sanitize their hands and stuff like that. And I remember one of my conspiracy theory type friends and, you know, I mean, look at, you can call them conspiracy theories and call them whatever depends on on where your view is on things. But they always tell me, watch Hollywood. Hollywood foreshadows a lot of shit that's coming. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting, but dude, this is, I mean, literally this is 2018. It's like, holy fuck, man. Yeah, it was a good show, I mean, it's man. like spot... What's that? That was a good show. Yeah, it is. A... I'm only like four episodes in so far, but it's pretty good. But you remember that, Drew? Oh, yeah, when yeah. Watched... I, I watched it when it came out. Right. Yep. I mean, okay, so as somebody who watched it in the original time frame... When when this all started happening, did that remind you at all of that? Man, I didn't even... I remember them having the pandemic. Uh, I didn't remember the details. Mm-hmm. Literally, people wearing masks, just like they do today. Yeah. The hand sanitizers. Now, if you go to any store now, they have hand sanitizers all over the place. I mean, it's fucking, like, spot on, man. It's almost like they had plans for how to deal with pandemics in the scientific community. Oh, they stop, Kyle. Publicly available for people this should, to see. This should have never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awaiting my, my Hollywood uh, Marvel Universe showing up. You never know. But I mean, I mean, like, where would you even get that as a plot? I mean, okay, what, 1918? I mean, to be that specific, look, I'm not saying that they knew what was going to happen. I'm just saying that's incredible. I mean, it's dead on, man. I'm going to send you a clip that I took. Uh, I'll, I'll text it to you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's like dead on. Cal, what do you, I, what do you want to say? You're, you're holding I'm back. I'm just laughing. I'm just oh. laughing. I mean, that's, there, there are often outbreaks of disease, right? And there are protocols that people use for them. And nothing that we're doing now is surprising to anybody who knows anything about those. So if, if any writer talked to anybody who knew anything mm-hmm. about pandemics, they, they would say that's what would happen. Um so it's not that surprising to me. It also struck me, this is a take it off on a little bit of a tangent, the yeah. kinds of shit that people can figure out based on weird information. You were talking about this, and it's a bit of a tangent. But mm-hmm. uh, I was reading about the Manhattan Project, where they developed the atomic bomb. Right. You know? And uh, the Russians figured out that 
we were doing something with atomic energy because uh, we Americans suddenly stopped uh, producing papers. There was no publishing of, of research papers on mm-hmm. nuclear fission at all. Right. And they said, well, they were doing something with it before, and now there's none. It must be a state secret. So they developed their own program to go about it. Um, I just it's, it strikes mm. me that there's just so much that people can know from very limited information. Sure. Uh, a different guy approached it in a totally different way. This guy wrote this this science fiction magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly, a bunch of his readers were at the same P.O. box in Los Alamos in New Mexico. And he was like, they must be doing some interesting tech or uh, or, or research down in New Mexico. And then it must be sponsored by the government because they're all in the same P.O. box. So people can find out about stuff in such weird ways. And that's what struck me from your comment. Hmm. Right. So this guy figured out the Manhattan Project was happening because all of his nerd readers all moved to the same place at the same time. Wow. <laughs> hmm. Take it for what it's worth. I just thought it was eerily, eerily. And, and I know you're right, Cal. I get it. There's procedures in place that deal with these types of things. I get that. But it, it, it was just how similar it is to what we've experienced this past year. It's pretty crazy. It's probably the proximity, right? Where you're like, this is today. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and here. Exactly. Yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And in the United States, that's got to be the weird part. Exactly. If I would have seen that at that time when Drew watched it, I wouldn't think twice about it. He's actually in. Uh, he's actually in Germany. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Berlin, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Good yeah. show. Maybe where uh, our other side is doing well without a pandemic. Could be. Maybe that side is the one that released it on our side. Might be. <laughs> do those do those worlds in the show? Do they interact? Mm, kind of. No, oh, I don't yeah. want to spoil shit for you. So I'm yeah, not going to watch it. Please. You should. You should watch it. It is really good. There's a lot of stuff I should watch. I'm not gonna. So. Well, you should watch that one. Kyle's going to go write his article for the Harvard Business Journal or review or whatever. If anybody's still listening and you haven't seen Counterpart, you should. <laughs> it was a damn good show, man. I loved it. There was rumors of uh, another season. Yeah, uh, yeah, they killed but. it. You know why they killed it? According to the producer? I hadn't heard, no. Too close to reality? Yeah. No, yeah. It was... There, the network was trying to have a more female-friendly offering of shows, and it was too male-dominated and appealed almost exclusively to males. Hmm. That's why they killed it. My wife loved that show. I don't. Sometimes I wonder if these people know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think. Male, female, I don't give a shit. Lead character, not lead. If it's a good plot and a good storyline and the acting is good, yeah, that's what I'll matters. watch it. Hell yeah. I mean, that Queen's Gambit on Netflix yep. is all about a female like chess champion. That's one of the best shows I've watched all year. Yeah. I'm a dude. 
Did they think I not? I wasn't gonna watch it because it's a girl? Come on, man. I mean, I'm sure there are people like that, but stupid. Well, <laughs> we need a fourth ending. One more thing. I'm, a, I'm out of it. I'm done. <laughs> Mo will come back in a second. I one one <laughs> just one one last thing I'd like to close with. One, one oh, that more. reminds me. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year! There you go. You guys Don't have a be good fucking one. Fucking stupid! Don't be fucking stupid. Wise words from Mo. <laughs> start signing everything with that. <laughs> that's that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> that can be used in a lot of instances too. So sure can. Universal advice. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys, have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. See ya. Yeah, talk, talk to you in a year, next year. <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> oh. Okay. See ya. Uh, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks. <laughs>